Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. Today is Monday, April 12th, 2021. This is edition number 11 of a special series on the preaching of God's Word. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Church, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America. It's great to have you here with me again as we begin a new week and as we consider this most important subject. We're going to we're going to uh, continue working through Larger Catechism 160, and Lord willing, we'll finish that on Tuesday, and then Wednesday I will do a summation of everything that has been discussed over the last number of weeks, and return back on Thursday to the wisdom of Solomon um, that I interrupted a number of weeks ago. But let's pray now and ask for God's help as we look at these these matters together. Father, now as we come to your word, we thank you for it. So we thank you that it is a light to our path and it gives us guidance and direction. We thank you for the preached word and how you have determined to use that in the lives of your people to strengthen them and encourage them, to edify them, even convict them where needed, to persevere them to the very end of their lives. We give you much grace. We give you much thanks and thank you for your grace that you grant to us as we hear and read your word. We pray that you'd strengthen us now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, larger catechism, question 160. Again, we, we have the question, which is, what is required of those that hear the word preached? The answer is, it is required of those that hear the word preached, that they attend upon it with diligence, preparation, and prayer, examine what they hear by the scriptures, receive the truth with faith, love, meekness, and readiness of mind as the word of God meditate and confer of it, hide it in their hearts, and bring forth the fruit of it in their lives. We've already considered what it means to be diligent in, uh, in hearing the Word of God and how we should prepare and pray regarding this very important subject, how we should examine the truth by the Scriptures, and how we are to receive the Word of God. Today we're, gonna, we're going to consider these two aspects there at the end, towards the end of the answer. We're going to consider the aspect of meditating on the preached Word and conferring with the preached Word. We begin looking at Luke chapter 9, and there in verse 44, one of the proof texts of the, uh, of the Westminster Divines, um, in Luke at chapter 9 and in verse, um, in verse uh, 44, uh, we read the following. Let these things, Jesus speaking, let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. It's a very interesting phrase that the Savior chooses to use here. Let these words sink into your ears. Let them plummet the depths of our hearing. Let them go beyond the eardrum but go deep into the gray matter of our own minds. And as you hear the Word of God preached, you, you want it to go far beyond just the, the, the physical aspect of hearing the truth, but you want it to sink down deeply into the marrow of your, of your life. The way to do that is to meditate upon that which you have heard. The writer to the Hebrews, he makes reference to this as well in Hebrews chapter 2. And in verse 1 we read, Therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So we must give a diligent attention to the sermon. 
And then as we do that, we take the sermon from us, uh, from that worship service. We go into our week and we seek to marinate in the sermon. There's many different ways we can do that. We can go back and read through the sermon text. We can review notes that we have taken during the sermon, if that's what you choose to do. Some do, some don't. Uh, We can look up different cross-references, and we can uh, seek to uh, expand upon that which we've heard and apply it diligently into our own uh, lives. That is to say that we, we are thinking on what we heard on the Lord's Day. But not only should we meditate upon the Scriptures, we should also confer of it. We should confer of it. In Luke chapter 24, in verse 14, we read of this matter as well. Luke 24, in verse 14, here, this is, this is the account of the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, the two disciples, and Jesus appears to them, veils himself. But in Luke 24, 14, we read, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. In other words, they were having a conversation. They were discussing amongst themselves about what they had witnessed. What did they witness? Well, they had witnessed the crucifixion. They had witnessed the resurrection. They are having conversation. And as we hear the word of God each Lord's Day, We should then turn and not only meditate upon it, but we should then also talk with others about it. Discuss with one another, your brothers and sisters in the pews and in the church, about what you have heard. So sad it is sometimes in my own heart and mind when I labor in the study and I give energy in the pulpit to preach God's word. I trust it's faithful. But as I do that, as soon as the benediction is pronounced, people are talking about everything else except what they just heard. The life-giving word, as given in the preached word, is set aside, it seems. Um, We're talking about football. We're talking about sporting events. We're talking about the weather. We're talking about everything else. We're not talking about what we just heard. And so it's vitally important that we train ourselves to have conversations with our brothers and sisters in the church regarding what we have heard. It is one of the ways in which it sinks down deep into our, the gray matter and into the fleshly areas of our own hearts. And it will then, therefore, produce the necessary fruit uh, that the sermon is designed to produce. I would encourage parents uh, to, with small children, with teenagers, children in the home, to make time each Lord's Day and to, to consult, to sit down with your children to, as a family and to discuss the sermon, what they heard, and, and ask age-appropriate questions and in such a way that you train your children to listen more attentively because they know mom and dad are going to ask me questions and I want to be, be ready to answer them. And so as you're driving home from church or as you're sitting around the meal uh, that afternoon or whenever it is, Uh, carve out 15 minutes, 10 minutes to have these conversations. Husbands and wives, you should be talking about the things that each other heard and what kind of applications uh, were were, um, made into your lives and how might you then employ, how might you then put into practice uh, what exactly you heard. To have these conversations, it helps helps, uh, bring forth the very uh, fruit that it's designed to bring. I know some churches, they, um, 
They have a period of discussion time after the worship service uh, in which uh, the pastor may draft four, five, six questions, whatever it may be, and talk about the sermon and have discussion uh, with the people. Um, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. I do instead do that on Thursday evenings at our prayer meeting. We have a season of prayer related directly to the sermon they just heard on the Lord's Day. And so I draft a few questions. We talk about it. We seek to find ways in which things in which we can pray uh, regarding, uh, related to the sermon. And I trust that's been a helpful time for God's people. But whatever way you seek to employ that, you want to employ it through, uh, you want to employ it with the goal uh, to then have better recall and remembrance of the very words that were said in the sermon. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verses 6 and 7, we read the following, And these words that I commend you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. And these words, of course, are the words of of the law of God, the moral law of God. We have the whole Bible, and every time you hear a sermon, you're hearing the full counsel of God, I trust, and Regardless, these are conversations that we should be having with our children, with one another, with other friends and uh, other members of the church. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be 45 minutes, but discuss with one another that which you've heard in the sermon. In this way, you will see much fruit and benefit come from that time that you spent listening to the preaching of God's word. Well, I trust these times are a blessing for you. I hope they are. And if you have any comments, you can leave me a note. That information is before you on the screen. So until the Tuesday edition, when we complete the larger catechism, question 160, I trust the Lord will give you grace today as you start a new week uh, to serve him faithfully with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God bless.